Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You remember my warning about the January 6th committee that the only purpose to the January 6th committee was one thing. That was to hijack the federal election system and also to distract you from the failures from this uh, horribly failed, grotesque human being in the White House right now, Joe Biden. Remember that? It's all coming to fruition. I got that. And I got a loaded show for you today. A lot to talk about always on Monday. Let's get to the show. You don't like big tech and government spying on you online? I don't either. That's why I have a VPN. You should get one too. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Pick up their VPN today. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get to it. I got that. I got uh, Trevor Noah. If you're like, who's that? Exactly. But coming after me, called me a loser. A loser, Joe. <laughs> Big loser. Thought, yes, yes. Loser. <laughs> That's a good one. So we got that. We got a lot more. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go. Monday, Monday, dude. Whoa. Yeah. A, yes, Monday. Always a lot to talk about on Monday. I had to Woo. turn that down a little bit. One thing before we get started, it's very important. Um, 78 years ago was D-Day to all of those heroes yep. and the memories and their families who stormed the beaches of Normandy. My grandfather was at Utah Beach, not on Normandy Beach. But, um, I mean, just think about what it looked like when those doors dropped and those machine gun nests were coming your way. That was a whole lot to ask a bunch of 18, 19, and 20-year-olds to do to fight for freedom against fascism and Nazism. That was a lot. But they did it. Thank you. 78 years ago. Imagine that. Real heroes. Imagine what they went through. Try to think about that a little bit today. It'll help us all ground us in how great this country can be and was. Can be again, too. All right, getting into the content of today's show. I had warned you repeatedly about this January 6th committee. Ladies and gentlemen, it has nothing to do with getting to the bottom of anything uh, that's nonsense. There's an FBI investigation. There's been a full-blown media investigation. You've got a bunch of goons on this committee accusing everyone of an insurrection. Listen, this thing had one purpose and one purpose only. To use the subpoena power to go and arrest and intimidate not only Republicans, but Republican donors and activists. That was the big purpose. I'll show you video in a second. I'll show you video in a second. Go lock up and intimidate third world style like jackbooted thugs, any Republican activist, Ginny Thomas, Tea Party groups, anyone that had anything to do with Donald Trump. Why? So they don't get involved in 2022 and 2024. The second purpose was to scrap the electoral college system. They will do anything to get you to pay attention to January 6th over the ongoing apocalypse Joe Biden is. You know what? Let me just. I'm sorry. I'm a little upset this morning, but I mean, smack the table on you, folks. What's this is I wouldn't even write this down, but what's more important to you right now? I, I mean, even to the leftists, put aside for a moment your hatred of me and the show. I know you watch it just to get angry and send me death threats. Played one of them last week, but I'm going to ask you for a second. What's more important to you right now? 
your bill is you go and put gasoline in the tank or your ridiculous bill to feed your kids or the lack of baby formula where your kid could die if they don't eat. Is that more important to you right now? Or is the insurrection on January 6th, what's more important? I, th- I, think, I, I, th- I think you know the answer. I think we all know the answer. Of course, it's what's happening to you right now. Hence why you useless Democrats you continue to vote for and want you to pay attention not to what's happening right now and you getting dead quick through high food prices and no baby formula. They want you to pay attention to the insurrection on January 6th. Here, Axios, they've even got like a TV guy to come in and produce a big bang up special. Joe, remember back in the 80s when you and I were younger? Remember on CBS or whatever, they used to have special and it would have that thing special and it would yes. spin and it was like some big spin. This is it. This is that. Hey, listen, if you know, you know, if you were alive, this is the big special. So one big thing, scoop. January 6th, Axios notes the committee's got a secret advisor. Who's this secret advisor, Joe? Is it some kind of FBI guy who specializes in insurrections or anything? Who is it? Some CIA guy? Who? No, no. It's a former ABC News executive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at this. Gosh, sounds like something we told you. They're going to produce this thing. It's going to be like a movie. Be like Top Gun Maverick, January 6th, Insurrection Edition. Here we go. The House is January 6th committee. Yeah, that's extravagant. I love you. Joe knows I love the word extravagant. Like it's my that. favorite word. Yeah. This is this is the special extravaganza special January 6th version. The House January 6th committee has turned to a renowned former network news executive to hone a mountain of explosive materials. Joe, explosive. It hasn't leads all explosive. Everything. <laughs> Boom. Into a captivating multimedia presentation for a primetime hearing on Thursday. Wow, can't wait for that one. James Goldston, former president of ABC News and a master documentary story t- storyteller. He ran Good Morning America. You know, big right-leaning outlet. Ha! He's joined the committee as an unannounced advisor. Axios has learned. Why it matters. I'm told Goldston is busily producing Thursday's 8 p.m. Eastern time. Prime time hearing, folks. As if it were a blockbuster investigative special. I can't with these people. I... The insurrection, folks. Insurrection. They want to get rid of the Electoral College. That was part two of that. I'm sorry if I didn't emphasize that. Enough. Part one, obviously, is to distract you and to intimidate you from getting involved in 2022 and 2024. If you were anywhere near the uh, outside the White House or outside the Capitol on January 6th, whether you broke a law or not, believe me, you're on someone's radar. It's to stop you from getting involved again. That was the only purpose. The second part, they want to dump the Electoral College and they want us to turn into a direct democracy, which would be a disaster. Which is ironic because Liz Cheney, a hack and another grotesque sellout of a human being, a person I wouldn't trust with my kids or my car, I mean, comes from a family of sellouts, Right? Liz Cheney, who sold our country out. Liz Cheney comes from the state of Wyoming. Just kind of weird because the committee she's on is fighting to dump the Electoral College. Like, oh, Liz is going to fight against that. Oh, why are you even on the committee? The Electoral College, where small states like Wyoming would get routed as two wolves and a sheep vote for what's for dinner. What an idiot, Liz Cheney. What a dunce. Mercenary, Liz Cheney understood her only way to power was to flip the script and become an anti-Trumper. What a disgusting human being. You doubt me, by the way, that this thing is the first step to full-blown tyranny? Overthrow the Electoral College, dump our entire representative democracy, 
try to intimidate and arrest people out from participating in their constitutional right to participate in the political process. He was former Trump uh, advisor, Peter Navarro, who they thought the Department of Justice had arrested this weekend. They thought that was a good idea. You know, Peter Navarro, Joe, definitely a, f- a flight risk. He was definitely going to go to Ibiza and disappear forever. Peter Navarro, one of the most recognizable figures. He still does media. It's not like he was hard to find, but Joe, huge flight risk. He was definitely headed to Morocco. No question about it. To never be seen again. Here's put him in leg irons, Peter Navarro, because one of the January 6 subpoenas, he told him to go pound sand, which is the right thing to do. Here's Peter Navarro outside of where he got locked up talking to the media. Listen to what they did to him. Check this out. Instead of coming to my door where I live, which, by the way, is right next to the FBI, instead of calling me and say, hey, we need you down at court, we've got a warrant for you, I would have gladly come. What did they do? They intercepted me getting on the plane, and then they put me in handcuffs, they bring me here, they put me in leg irons, they stick me in a cell. I'd have put him in leg irons? Listen, um, you know, to all the media people who refuse to discuss this ongoing totalitarian and tyrannism uh, tyranny, totalitarianism, and fascism going on right now. Because that's what this is. The abuse and weaponization of government to create a bunch of jackbooted thugs who go out and lock up their political opponents. Um, I, I know you don't want to speak out because you're, you're, you love it. It's, it's what you do. You love this kind of stuff. But you have no experience in this space at all. I can tell you, having spent over a decade of my life as an 1811 federal agent, um, you rarely, if ever, do this unless you want to intimidate and scare people. When I say do this, do what? If you can get and contact a defendant's attorney and have them turn themselves in at a convenient time, you do it. Why? Because number one, you want the guy to cooperate. So you don't want to aggravate the uh, bad guy if you don't have to. You'd like them to cooperate in their own case, number one. Number two, for scheduling reasons, the U.S. Marshals and others would much prefer when you go and you bring someone in for initial processing where these detention officers there have to process someone. Folks, this is from someone who's freaking done it, not a media person who's heard about it once or twice. The marshals like some predictability. They go home like everyone else, okay? if you, They'd rather you not show up Friday at 4.59 p.m., Joe, with 20 bad guys locked up that are going to bring them a bunch of media attention. You get it? Yeah. Oh, that doesn't happen, Dad. Okay, you were there because I, I was. I, I was. So what you do is you reach out to the lawyer and say, hey, your client, Peter Navarro, he's obviously not a flight risk. Can he turn himself in? What time works for you guys? How about Tuesday at 9 o'clock in the morning? Works out good for us. Call up the marshals. I got one coming over. Bang, bang, bang. It's done. Why would you not do that? Why would you go grab Peter Navarro in an airport, put him in leg irons? Put him in- because you want to make sure there's good shock value so you alert the media in advance you piss off everyone, you scare them, and you make sure you send a message to Trump supporters who are getting involved in 2022 and 2024. We're going to perp walk you too. Now, Peter Navarro went on to say, I cut the last part of it out because he, you know, he talks about a couple other things, but he mentioned at the end it's unconstitutional. It's not really unconstitutional. Is it unethical and immoral and a step towards tyranny, locking up your political opponents? Yes, that's absolutely correct. Why? Because they need a distraction, folks. It's the most failed administration in U.S. history. It is the most, given the amount of time, listen, you can argue about greater degrees of corruption. Obviously, it's an opinion on my part, unlike the left, which claims fact-checking is fact-checking, but it's really opinion. They need a distraction from what I believe in this amount of time. 
in, in <laughs> Joe, what's a good metric? Suck per minute, suck per day. If you were to do like suck per day, suck per person in the yeah. administration, the amount of suck, I think this administration is by far number one. They have that managed in a year and a half to cause damage so significant in this short period of time that it just triumphs over Obama's level of suck, which took eight years. I think that's a fair analysis. They need a distraction. January 6th provides the perfect avenue. Why? Well, their cabinet's in total chaos. Biden is losing his mind. I mean, literally and figuratively. His mind is being lost and the connections are being lost. He's losing it, right? So they trot out these idiots in the cabinet, Buttigieg, Gina Raimondo, and others, to try to protect this guy and his administration. So we haven't done this in a while. Here's an updated segment of BS with Buttigieg. Remember, nobody says less by saying more than Pete Buttigieg. No one. Kamala Harris tries, but she will never beat Pete Buttigieg, who I swear before he walks on the air, gets out a thesaurus and looks up a bunch of really advanced level synonym SAT words and tries to fit them all in a sentence to never say anything at all. Here's right. You know he does. He's in there sitting there in the green room. What do you got a thesaurus? I need to say, uh, I need to say a little by saying a lot. Here's Pete Buttigieg. This is the distraction when asked about gas prices, which are now a record. And I want you to listen to this nonsense. Now, gas price is setting a record, which I'll get to in a second. Don't worry. He tells Jake Tapper, no, no, what we did really worked. Yeah, it did work. It created even higher gas prices than yesterday at an all-time record. Here, check this out. We're seeing $5 a gallon, approaching $5 a gallon across the country right now as we head into the summer vacation season. Uh, earlier this year, the president tapped the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It hasn't made any difference at all. Was that a failure? Well, look, I, I don't think it's correct to say it hasn't made any difference at all. Uh, this is an action that helped to stabilize global oil prices. Uh, the action the president took around ethanol, introducing additional flexibility there, that's having an effect uh, on prices in the Midwest. But we also know that the price of gasoline is, is not set by a dial in the Oval Office. Oh, we had to cut the, I, it's clown. Yes, thank you. Yeah. This guy is such a bozo. So he's asked by Snuffleupagus there. Hey, listen, you know, you did this strategic oil thing. This dump, uh, you know, it didn't, it, it, you know, it didn't make a difference at all. No, it did make a difference. Prices continue to go up. And Buttigieg just parrots, oh, I wouldn't say it didn't make a difference at all. I mean, this stuff really did work. Yeah, it did. It created higher gas prices. Here's, I chose CNN for a reason, by the way, to show you how even left-leaning outlets are being forced, forced to report on record high gasoline. U.S. gas prices jumped to a record high 467 a gallon. By the way, this is June 1st. Today is June 6th, as I told you in the opening of the show. Today's June 6th. They've already set a new record, and it's only five days later. See the distraction? Don't look here. Don't look here. Wait, we got more. We got more. There was more distraction. January 6th. Look, look. Squirrel, chipmunk, red object, right? It gets worse. More cabinet chaos from the Biden administration, where they're all, by the way, Except Buttigieg, I don't understand why Buttigieg yet hasn't fully separated himself from the administration. He's going to because he is a mercenary buffoon. He is. He will throw anyone under the bus to attain power. He is the male Hillary Clinton, Buttigieg. That's why real conservatives can't stand this guy, because they worry about people who focus so strongly on the 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 the. Um, the uh, 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 getting power and abusing power. He is the male Hillary Clinton. Here's Gina Raimondo, the Commerce uh, Secretary. More cabinet chaos from them. 
She's asked about the baby food crisis. So we've got a gas crisis, we've got an inflation crisis, we've got a baby food crisis. Now, she's the commerce secretary. You know commerce, you've heard of the word? I know you're a smart audience, right? Buying stuff, interstate commerce, buying stuff between states, global commerce between nations. This is kind of a thing. So you would think baby food, which is bought and sold and is part of the commerce process. I'm not a fact checkers, anyone, anyone, right? Part of the commerce process that the commerce secretary would have some explanation as to why there's a baby food crisis. She says, oh, I'm not really have a great explanation, but I learned about this back in April. And by the way, uh, I'm not part of this ongoing disaster. Listen to this with Jake Tapper. This is the commerce secretary. Check this out. President Biden this week said he didn't learn about the severity of the infant formula shortage until April, but problems first emerged back at the Abbott plant back in October of 2021. An industry executive said they knew how bad this could get when the plant closed in February. You're the Secretary of Commerce. When did you first learn of this problem? Uh, I first learned about it, you know, uh, a couple of months ago. So this is, uh, this is, so a, April? This is a difficult issue, but... Uh, yes, probably April. I'm not involved in the administration's response here, I should say, but I think they're doing a very good job. <laughs> so, again, to be as clear as scotch tape here, fellas and ladies, she learned about it in April. She's literally the commerce secretary. Commerce, the buying and selling of baby food. She goes, but I'm not involved in the administration's response. Maybe you should. Just an idea, Jeans. Maybe you should get involved. Maybe you and Buttigieg, I mean, you're only cabinet secretaries, transportation and commerce, respectively. Maybe you should get together and find out how to buy using commerce, you idiot. Commerce and transportation, Buttigieg, you should find out ways to buy it and transport it to the United States so babies don't get dead. Because what's the golden rule of the Dan Bongino show is don't, don't get, get dead, dead and don't get dead quickly, right, Joe? Don't get dead and definitely don't get babies dead. So just a thought, Jeans. Maybe you and Buttigieg should get together and try to figure something out and get involved in the administra administration's response. J just a thought. You do with that what you wish. You know what, let me get to it. I got more coming up from Gina Raimondo in a second here where she cites the example for gasoline prices. She says, yes, you know, at least we're not as bad as Europe. They're $10 a gallon. This is the new Biden thing. January 6th, the insurrection. Point two on the campaign slogan. At least we're not Europe at $10 a gallon. We suck bad, but we don't suck as bad as the kings and queens of gas price suck over in Europe. This is it. Vote Democrat 2022. Keep the suck going. Hot show on a Monday. A lot to talk about over the weekend. I was off on Friday from the radio show too, so I didn't have an outlet for all the eliminating and flushing the stupidity, the liberal stupidity from my body. All right. My friends at Omaha Steaks were an Omaha Steaks household. They always have been. Why? Because the food's just downright delicious. It's fantastic. The burgers, the steaks, the chicken, it's amazing. Here's a little gift-giving wisdom from Omaha Steaks. Dads want, they want steaks. They want steaks. Forget about the ties. Get them steaks. And with Father's Day around the corner, there isn't a better gift than Omaha Steaks. Visit omahasteaks.com. Type Bongino in the search bar. Bongino in the search bar and order the Dad's Want Steaks package. For just $99, this limited time package includes 16 mouth-watering entrees Dad's guaranteed to love. Like the smoky, tendy, tender bacon-wrapped filet mignons. 
bacon-wrapped filet mignons. That's right. The gourmet jumbo franks. And their air-chilled boneless chicken breasts. And for a sweet finish, delicious caramel apple tartlets. I'm getting hungry as always thinking about them. It's the only reason I have a hard time reading this. Because I start thinking about the food. And as a special gift for my listeners, when you type Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, in the search bar at omahasteaks.com, and you order the Dad's Want Steaks package, you'll also get eight free Omaha Steaks burgers. These burgers are full of bold, beefy flavor. They're made from 100% Omaha Steaks, and now they're bigger than ever at a whopping six ounces of burger. They're Guy's personal favorite. Love them. Don't wait. Send Dad more than just a gift. Send him an experience he'll love and can share with you. Go to omahasteaks.com and type Bongino into the search bar and order the Dad's Want Steaks package. You'll get 16 entrees, four desserts, plus eight free Omaha Steaks burgers. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. Enter keyword Bongino in the search bar. Dad'll thank you later. Okay. So here's Gino Romando. More Now you see why they need a distraction. Insurrection. Here it is again. She's like, listen, it's not so bad here in the United States. I mean, we could suck as bad as Europe where it's $10 a gallon. Joe, squad goals, $10 a gallon. That's oh, their goal. Squad yeah. goals. We got to get to $10 a gallon. If you've seen that hashtag on Twitter, you know, if you know, you know. Here's Gina Romanda. We'll get there eventually. Europe, $10 a gallon. Check this out. All due respect, Madam Secretary, Larry Summers a year ago, more than a year ago, was saying that the Biden administration was putting too much money into the economy, flooding too much money into the economy, and he was concerned about inflation. And Biden administration officials said that Larry Summers was wrong, and it turned out Larry Summers was right. Uh, I don't really agree with that characterization. Look, the reality is, I was just in Europe a couple of weeks ago. Gas there in France is $10 a gallon, and right? And they didn't have uh, an American rescue plan like we did. So, again, yeah. Again, scotch tape, clear as, right? Sorry, I grew up with scotch tape. I, I don't know why that. I used to remember the commercials. Right? You get scotch tape. Right? Europe, which has even worse energy policies than we do, and Europe, which has value-added taxes like we don't, which are even worse, a tax structure, which are even more regressive, that in Europe, which, by the way, some of them have it as high or close to as high in Italy and others, a debt load as we do, we should emulate their policies. What is she saying exactly? Europe's really bad. They suck really bad with $10 a gallon. Yeah, because they're doing what you're doing now. Again, you dunce. You know, Gina, Gina Romando, who once portrayed herself as a sensible, moderate Democrat, has now become another Buttigieg, another left-wing lunatic who will do anything to try to save her reputation so she can gain power in the future through another position. It's freaking embarrassing. Have some dignity, man. You know, one of the evergreen topics of the show has always been the gaslighting process, how it is that we're dealing with a group of people on the left, the Ramondos and the Buttigiegs of the world, who say and do stupid things. And ladies and gentlemen, history is bound to repeat itself. If we don't warn people, the failures will happen over and over again. And you see it. Liberals who are convinced, despite the evidence in front of their very eyes, they're getting just annihilated every time they go to the gas pump when they have to take out their wallet. They go to the, any, a, 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 a grocery store, any kind of place that supplies food. 
doesn't even have to be specifically a grocery store. You go into a local bodega and you pick up a Kit Kat. I mean, you're paying almost double in many cases what you were paying before. The evidence is in front of you with a suck, and yet they continue to vote for it. One of the purposes of the show has been trying desperately to break even a few even a few of these Democrats from this cycle of stupid and to give you the ammunition to try to break them. Here's what I mean. Great guy, by the way, Jason Whitlock, had a good friend of mine, Major Touré, on his show, who's fantastic. He's great on the gun issue. So he's like, listen, not only are the Democrats just basically dumb, but they're hypocrites too. We now have, of course, a push to take away your guns. Even mine, keep in mind, remember, look at me, beam right in. You did nothing wrong. Do not surrender your firearms because some lunatic decided to attack and kill people with a firearm. You don't surrender your car because a guy can't stop driving drunk. Why would you surrender your firearm because some lunatic used it as a tool? Violence has plagued the human heart from the beginning of time. And Torre points out something fantastic here. He says, listen, something I've argued often. You know, Law enforcement agencies and secret service type entities that protect the, the important people amongst us, folks, they don't give up their firearms. Remember we had this conversation, Joe? Because why? They know criminals don't respond to gun laws. Right. They don't care. That's why they're criminals. Here's Torrey with Jason Whitlock talking about exactly that. When you give up your firearms, we'll give up ours. Check this out. It's clear. This guy's lying. This guy's lying. And again, I challenge President Joe Biden. I will give away all of my firearms. I'll destroy them in my backyard. If your legislation comes with your armed security detail cannot have any of the firearms that you're asking all average Americans to do. If you'll say we want law enforcement officers to also not ha to have uh, uh, the firearms that we don't think are safe to our streets, the, the natural response will be, well, how will a police officer protect themselves from a criminal that doesn't want to follow that rule. Well, that's the same reason why I carry a firearm, because the bad guy doesn't want to respect the rule. We're going to try to get him on the radio show this week, Torre, because he's great. Folks, criminals don't care about laws. Is this hard to understand? Do you, do you get the lefties out there that would, the, the, the discrimination point between you and them, the inflection point there, is that you obey the law. That's why you are not a criminal. A criminal, a definition of a criminal is someone who breaks the law, commits a crime, which is a violation of the law. Is any of this hard? Any of this, McFly? Is any of this cracking your six-inch skulls? Is it getting in there? So creating new laws, Joe, murder is pretty much illegal, I thought, right? Is, is that, yeah, is that pretty much, it, for the most it part. Is. Yeah. Sure, in 50 states, though, you sure it's not legal in a few? No, it's, everywhere. Well, 50. Yeah. yeah, everywhere. Okay, Joe. Yeah, Joe say, Joe think I, I think he's right. I'm going to have to fact check that after the show. Murder's illegal, yet people do it because they don't care about the law. So you saying, well, let's do a new law to stop people from getting guns that don't care about the old law is the evidence of liberal stupidity and why we keep repeating the cycle of dumb, right? We, maybe if we get, oh, order the background checks. Oh, yeah, criminals who've already been arrested will go through a background check where the gun dealer can tell him he's been arrested and can't buy a gun. Are you this dumb all the time again, or do you reserve special degrees of stupidity just for Monday? So leave it to Hillary Clinton. Again, the, she is the female Pete Buttigieg, a woman who will say anything to get, obtain, and abuse power. Hillary Clinton tweeted out this week, no one actually needs an AR-15. Promptly, I responded back, well, we protected your husband with it, which is... 
kind of kind of weird. She was the first lady. We have a counter assault team. That counter assault team was protected with the five five six two two three platform. Strange, right? So no one needs an AR fifteen except for the people that protected me and my husband. Here's a Daily Caller article by Henry Rogers. Rep Ayanna Presley, squad member, folks, squad goals. She's continued to spend thousands of taxpayer dollars on private security. Why? Gun laws. Why? Hillary Clinton doesn't need Secret Service protection. They have gun laws. She can just stay in New York. I mean, she has a place in Chappaqua, or what they call Chappie, right? She's got a place in Chappaqua. There's gun laws up there. They're very restrictive gun laws in New York. Matter of fact, one of them's in the Supreme Court right now, one of those gun laws. So why is she worried? She's worried just like Ayanna Pressy because she knows criminals give the double-barreled, not double-barreled, not family-friendly middle finger today to gun laws and say, sorry, I don't obey gun laws. Now, the left doesn't want to have any conversations outside of gun confiscation, folks, because they're tyrants and they're totalitarians and totalitarians to rule and subjugate those beneath them have always wanted to prey on an unarmed population. It's why they hate the second amendment so much. So one of the things I've noticed about the left is over the past few decades, it's gotten even worse is that any conversation outside of gun confiscation is immediately uh, ridiculed. People lose their minds. I'll give you a quick story. Let me get to this brain. I'll get to this, but um, I was at a congressional hearing about police use of force incidents. Some of you may have saw it when it happened. And in that hearing, I brought up fatherless homes and the crime spree in liberal areas. There was a guy, a liberal nut on the panel who lost his mind. Mr. Bongino brings up, they don't want to talk about anything other than gun confiscation. I'll show you what a real moron looks like in a second. Trevor Noah on his, this is the, I, I get it too. I know I'm going to get a bunch of emails. Dan, you already showed Trevor Noah to five, six times the audience he has on his own, but it's important. The segment's about me, but it's about more than that. How they don't want to talk about how they, the Trevor Noahs of the world, and the liberal policies caused a lot of the breakdown in the family, which may play an important role in why we've seen this spate of violence amongst young people. They don't want to talk about any of that. All right. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black in two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So here's what I mean. I was uh, walking around the mall with my, uh, my daughter this weekend. We were buying her some, uh, some clothes for the summer here. And someone sent me this. They said, Dan, you know Trevor Noah? I'm like, yeah, I've been on Trevor Noah. He did the uh, White House correspondence thing. This is a guy who's failed up his entire life, Trevor Noah, who cannot seem to get an audience anywhere and yet continues to get jobs. It's really incredible. The guy's got the grift thing totally down. So he focused on my monologue I did last week, not this Saturday, but the week before, about how I was talking about how immersing kids in violent entertainment, music, movies, video games may not be the cause of this. I mean, a lot of kids watch violent movies and video games and listen to violent music too. 
that degrades women and talks about violence and then nothing happens at all. So clearly it's not causal, right? But I was trying to make the point, which I thought we did well based on the feedback and the ratings were through the roof. We had almost 1.4 million people watch that show, right? Point I was trying to make is when you have a kid with a broken home who's abused growing up and is treated really poorly and is bullied in school and has no outlet whatsoever, and then you immerse him in his basement and in violent entertainment 24 hours a day, that there's little doubt in my mind, although that's not the causal factor, that it is a factor. They don't want to talk about any of that because they want to take your guns. So cue the comedian dunces. Here's Trevor Noah poking some fun at me. Check this out. There is still a small yet powerful group of gun <laughs> who believe the problem with gun violence is not because of guns. No, it's because of everything else. Part of the problem is how this generation of kids exists mostly online. They see actual violence as is portrayed in the movies they watch, the music they listen to, and the games, the video games they play. When I played war growing up, my friends, the boys were allowed to be boys. I said to my friend Andy, bang, you're dead. But the difference is we knew it was fake. And Andy got up afterwards. And we went and jumped in the fire hydrant. Or whoever had a pool. What? <laughs> First of all, why do I feel like Andy's fake? And second of all, <laughs> what is this loser talking about? Kids know that games are fake, my man. No one is turning off Grand Theft Auto like, shit, I just ran over 80 pedestrians. Should I get a lawyer? Oh my God, I'm too young for jail. What am I gonna do? <laughs> The argument that American music and video games causes gun violence totally falls apart when you realize the entire world listens to American music and plays American video games. Notice what he does there. Notice the, again, the look, red object, squirrel act. I'll get to the loser thing in a second, which... Did you see what he does there? And everybody laughs like barking seals in the audience. Trevor, I'll tell you what. You keep immersing your kids if you, I don't even know if he's married or whatever. I have no idea. I really don't care. You keep sticking your kids in the basement, surrounding them with rap music, calling women hoes and bitches and whatever. You keep doing that. Talking about shooting up. Yo, tech guy, you keep doing that. Sitting there, have them uh, beating the hell out of people in video games all day, smoking a doobie. You have them do that while watching, you know, hardcore porn. And you keep doing that. Just do us one favor, Trevor. I'm begging you. I'm not kidding. You're obviously a failed comedian. And by the numbers, you're clearly a failed host as well. Just keep those kids away from me. You keep doing that. And if you would have listened to the whole thing, which he's clearly not capable, his comprehension skills aren't a lot. You would have said that I'm not trying to prescribe any kind of a ban on content. I'm a free speech absolutist. I'm suggesting that fatherless homes with abused child, children who are bullied, immersed in this violence 24 hours a day. If you think that's helping, Trevor, just do me a favor. Keep those kids away from us. You send your kid to school with them. See how much you like that. By the way, Trevor thinks I'm a loser. A lo oh, totally. Just such, I mean, we only have the number one show on Saturday. Yeah. I'm in cable news, the number two conservative podcast and a radio show that reaches 8 million people. But don't worry, we can't keep up with Trevor. This is a great article I read about Trevor, by the way. Hollywood and Toto by Christian Toto. Daily show ratings plummet to shocking new lows. Trevor Noah's far left showcase is crumbling without Trump and with Biden. Listen, I'm just saying, I mean, if I'm a loser and you're correct, 
And my gosh, what are what on the loser scale? What does that make you? If I am peak loser, then my gosh. So I pulled up his uh, ratings. This is from uh, just a couple of weeks ago, May 23rd to 29th. Here are the late night TV ratings. I could read them all off, but it'd be a while before we get to Trevor. I'll just leave it at this. There were 11 people who were rated before him. Samantha B being after Don Lemon. And then you get to the, the, uh, the bottom draggers. Real time. Last week, tonight with John Oliver. And below that, you have Trevor Noah, whose ratings are so bad. <laughs> who's... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was at least whose ratings are so bad that he gets an N.A. Meaning, I don't even think they can count his ratings, which are so low. But we know they're below 230. N.A. Look, he gets an N.A. There you go, Trevor. He is. He says, he's right. He's just so hilarious. I mean, very few people can blow a White House correspondence dinner when, like, the whole world is watching. Listen, the loser part's just kind of funny. And I don't mind, you know, obviously my message getting out on their, uh, their platforms at all. Uh, I appreciate that. And I wish you'd continue to do that because I'm hoping a bunch of sane people listen to that and said, you know what? Oh, by the way, Andy's very real. Andy knows who he is. I promise you, I don't make up stories like Trevor Noah. All right, moving on. Let me get to, you know what? Let me do my last sponsor. I want to get to this. Remember Stacey Abrams who hilariously screwed up causation and correlation. It's kind of weird, Joe, our correlation keeps kicking kicking the lefts in, uh, in the ass. In other words, their policies are correlated with garbage and junk outcomes. And Stacey Abrams still doesn't understand the difference. (laughs) Let me get to this last sponsor first. All right. You remember Stacey Abrams, who thinks she's the governor of Georgia? I think she's running for re-election. She lost by over 50,000 votes. But Stacey Abrams hilariously trying to explain causation versus correlation and screwing it up. They asked her, they said, Stacey, you've been making this ridiculous claim that the voter integrity law in Georgia was going to keep Georgia voters from the polls. Yet not only has it not kept them from the polls, the voter turnout for Democrats, minorities, and basically everyone is now setting records in Georgia. So don't you look like kind of an idiot? Here she is flubbing causation versus correlation. And on the other side of this, I'll get to how correlation just keeps kicking the libs right in the arse. Here, check this out. The question about voter suppression and voter turnout is causation without correlation. We, I'm sorry, you make mistakes even when you know what you're talking about. It's correlation without causation. We know that increased turnout has nothing to do with suppressing. Okay, I, I don't want to have to go over causation and correlation in any kind of depth. Cause means A cause B. Correlation means A and B are correlated even if it's not, if A didn't cause B, okay? Colds in the winter, use that example a lot. You get a lot of colds in the winter. Cold weather doesn't cause head colds. It causes other things that may cause head colds. There's a third variable involved. You get it. I've explained that a thousand times, right? But it's really weird how correlations, how two factors are associated with each other, keep kicking Democrats right in the nads. Kick, it's what, what is that from? Uh, was that Beavis and Butthead, the coach? Kick me into Jimmy. This is Democrats. So Wall Street Journal article came out this week, and this one is just fantastic. The Great Pandemic Wealth Migration. Sorry, earlier this week, uh, last week. They note how all of these people keep leaving these high-tax states. Now, I'm going to read to you where all the money... See, the IRS gets this data where, where people take their money because it's where they pay their taxes and where they declare their residency, right? So we finally got a lot of the data from the last few years. And these states, man, there's a strong correlation here. Joe, let's figure out if you can see what it is. This is very complicated. Okay. So... Here are the big winners from where people are migrating and moving to. The big winners were 
Florida, $23.7 billion worth of revenue. Texas, $6.3 billion. Arizona, $4.8. North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Nevada, Colorado, Idaho, and Utah. Hmm. Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, Florida, and South Carolina gained the most as share of their 2019 income. Okay, so they have something in common, Joe. Florida, Texas, Arizona. Keep oh, Hold on. This is very complicated. Keep that in your head. I'm going to give you some time to think. Their politics are very similar. Now, digest that for a moment. Now, here are the big losers where people are leaving from. Again, these correlations, kicking them in the jimmy every <laughs> single time. The big losers are... Now, Joe, you have deep experience with one of those states. You know why? Uh, I'm going to tell you something you may not know. You live there. Crap. You may not know that, but I know that. So the big losers are New York lost $19.5 billion in tax revenue or, or gross income. California, Illinois, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Maryland, Ohio, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Virginia. New York, Illinois, Alaska, California, North Dakota lost the most as a share of 2019 income. So, Joe... The biggest losers in New York, California, Illinois, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Maryland. Are those Democrat or Republican states? If you need a moment, you can take it. It's okay. Nah, man, I'm I'm cool. They're Democrat. You, yeah. They're yeah. Democrat. Okay, Joe only knows that because yeah. he lives in America. That's the only He's reason. actually cheating. He's actually cheating I, right now. I, he I, had no idea about those other states. He's Buster. actually cheating. So it's just strange how this correlation, the biggest losers are almost exclusively no tax or low tax states and the uh, the biggest winners and the biggest losers are, of course, high tax states where people are getting out. So that would say to me, if I was a thinking person, unlike Stacey Abrams, right? We're not all as smart as her. That would say to me that high tax states are correlated with people leaving, you know, kind of like Snake Plissken escaped from New York. Look, they're even escaping Manhattan. So even within states, you have people leaving the liberal parts of even liberal states. Manhattan lost 6.9% of its population in 2021, the most of any major U.S. county, NBC. Now, I'm sure the opinion checkers out there will say something like, well, Dan, that's correlation. It doesn't mean causation. I would say to them, you were right. Um, unlike Stacey Abrams, I actually understand the difference. Um, that doesn't mean that every single person that left the state of California or New York or Manhattan within New York, for the liberals, they may not know that's in New York, right? That doesn't mean that. People leave for all kinds of reasons. COVID, business reasons. People leave for educational opportunities, for jobs. That's a fact. It's not causal. But it is most definitely correlational. And if you don't know that, I suggest you go research it again. Now, being that there is a strong correlation, that would mean many of those cases likely are causal. And you know how you would detect that, Joe? This is crazy. How would you find out why people left the state to go to another state? Again, take this in stride. This may be a, revel this may be a revelatory moment for you. You ask them. <laughs> and when you ask them, they actually give you the answer. And when you poll people upwards of 50% plus, you'll get numbers like taxes, business climate, bad liberal policies. So you could do that. That's called science. And then you could isolate out what's correlation from causation, but that's just too much for them. Now, again, Bill Maher this weekend, who's having a red pill moment. This guy's not my hero, by the way. I don't, for those of you out there who wonder why I put this stuff up, um, because it's important, folks. Even though Trevor Noah has an A number of people who watch, there are still a small number of people who think this guy actually knows something, despite the fact that he proves himself to be an idiot every week, right? Well, Bill Maher, people watch them, not a lot, I guess, based on the ratings thing, I should chart, I just saw there. But people watch this. 
And it's important when liberals, self-declared liberals like Marr, ask honest questions because this may be the first time and the only time a liberal ever sees an honest question like this. Bill Maher asked the same correlational question to disgraced former Attorney General Eric Holder. He says, hey, Eric, you know, you, you told us about voter suppression and black people not being able to vote, but that doesn't seem to be the case at all. It seems to be correlated with higher turnout. He doesn't say it in those exact words, but that's exactly where he's going with this. I want you to watch this, and I want you to watch Eric Holder try this verbal judo act. Well, 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 the suppression could have worked, but it just goes to show you that black people can figure it out. What? what? Do you get the racism in that? Listen to this yourself and listen to the, 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 the implicit racism in his answer. That, yes, it's, there are more obstacles for black people, Joe, because they're just not as smart as white people who can figure it out right away. Listen, you can hear it yourself. Check this out. Photo IDs are popular. Even yeah. among African-Americans, something yeah. like three quarters of whites and I think 69 percent of black folks say, yeah, we should have photo IDs. So yeah. why is that an issue? Well, you see, I'm for voter ID as opposed to photo ID. You should prove. No, we're talking about photo ID. Well, yeah, what, but I'm to talking prove about, that you should vote. Well, yeah, but, but here's the deal. What, you, what they've done, like in Texas, they said you have to have photo ID. If you have a, a photo ID for, issued by the state of Texas that says that you can carry a concealed weapon, that's cool. If you have a state-issued um, photo ID that says you're a student at the University of Texas, not cool. <laughs> and so you can see how right. they're trying to fool okay. around with it. So uh, Georgia passed mm -hmm. a, a law that you would say probably wouldn't have happened before the law was, the Voting Rights Act was gutted, right? Clearly not. Okay. Joe Biden called it Jim Crow 2.0. Right. But Georgia just had an election and the vote went up, including among African Americans. How do you square that? That's a testament to the fact that black folks have said, no matter what impediments you put in front of us, we're going to the polls. Man. So black people, when you give them a list of acceptable IDs, uh, Eric Holder's implying they can't figure it out. Student IDs, concealed carry ID. Okay. They can't figure that out. Driver's licenses, they can't figure that. Then he goes on to suggest that, yeah, no matter what, they'll figure it out anyway. So what was your point again? I'm kind of missing that. Did you have a point or did you realize you just contradicted yourself in the exact same soundbite? Keep voting lefty, folks. Keep it up. How do libs stay so dopey all the time? Well, they stay dopey because the media, liberal, activist group, fact checker consortium makes sure you're isolated from the truth. It's the fourth component of gaslighting. Lie, lie often, lie confidently, and isolate people from the truth. It's why liberals live in a world that doesn't exist. And it's why they're constantly blindsided and voting for things that cause their own destruction, right? Remember the golden rule of the show, don't get dead. Liberals vote for things that help them get dead quick all the time. How is it? Well, remember this uh, article came out a couple months back COVID and the hygiene hypothesis. I think we covered this at the time. How this uh, hand sanitizer, bleach wipe, isolation, social distancing, mask wearing culture may have contributed under COVID to a human immune system issue on a mass scale where our immune systems are not being exposed to regular germs in everyday life due to our obsession with sanitation. And therefore, the immune system is not fighting off normal bugs. There are some people out there who uh, attribute that to the recent spate of RSV, adenoviruses, and you'll see that in some of the reporting out there now. But if you ask that question about lockdowns, remember, Joe, in the beginning, you were banned. You were banned from Twitter. You were banned from Facebook. You were banned from YouTube. So this is how liberals stay stupid. Yeah. And they continue to do things that don't, not only don't work, 
but are correlated, correlated, correlated with worse outcomes like immune problems later, right? This is how they continue to stay dopey because you're banned from hearing the truth. We hear it because we get it anyway. Happened again last week. Now, ordinarily, when I run a clip like this on my show about monkeypox, right? When I spoke about monkeypox and some reporting by Natalie Winters about the Wuhan Institute of Virology working with pieces of monkeypox, ordinarily, when I report on something like this, right? I'm like, hey, listen, let's just be skeptical about all this stuff and see how it fleshes out in the end. When fact checkers jump on a story, it has the opposite effect. And now it says to me, I should really be worried about monkeypox. And the irony, the irony of this, Joe Saldo, I'm not going to play the whole clip. This is from my show about the Wuhan Institute of Virology and a chunk of this monkeypox virus, right? I was, dude, this is the irony of this. This clip, if you go back and watch the whole thing, was about me calling out monkeypox fear porn. Did you guys see it? It's me saying like, folks, don't, I actually had a guy on my Fox show this weekend saying, Dr. Cariotti, don't panic. It's not a respiratory virus. And I told you, this is another fear porn campaign. Now I'm starting to wonder, maybe I should have said it the other way. Maybe this is because the fact checkers got involved. Here's the cut last week where I talked about this chunk of the uh, uh, monkeypox virus appearing in, uh, in some of this uh, research. Check this out. Risk analysis. We all put a price on our own lives. That has all gone out the window. And that's why today's show is going to be about this and fear porn campaigns and our inability of these government entities to in any way safely analyze risk. Here, you think this was a good idea? National Pulse again exclusive. The infamous Wuhan lab, we know that lab, right? Recently assembled monkeypox strains using methods flagged for creating, quote, contagious pathogens. Uh, so I, this will be in the newsletter today, folks. I um, encourage you to read it, Bongino.com slash newsletter. So this, uh, Natalie Winters at the National Pulse, who just does amazing work, she notes that the study was first published in February of 2022. Months ahead, uh, just months before the latest international outbreak of monkeypox cases, which appear to now have reached the United States. The paper authored by the nine by nine Wuhan Institute of Virology researchers oh, 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 and published in the journal uh, Virologica Sinica follows the wide scale use of PCR tests to identify COVID-19 positive individuals. Researchers appeared to identify a portion of the monkeypox virus genome, enabling PCR tests to identify the virus. Okay, you can actually go read that study yourself. And like I said, the entire segment was about how the media use fear porn with COVID and monkeypox to take away your rights. The whole show was about that, how we shouldn't get all excited. But now that Fakebook, as you can see, jumped all over my page using their fact checkers. By the way, Fakebook, a totally failed enterprise, goes after the only market people care, older conservative people. Younger people don't use Fakebook at all. Now I'm starting to wonder, is there something to this monkeypoxing? So it actually had the exact opposite effect. Now you should be worried about that too because the entity that fact-checked this um, is always covering up for the Chinese Communist Party. And now I'm really concerned. The entity is healthfeedback.org. It is a, uh, a site that always jumps to the defense of the Chinese Communist Party. Um, and now I'm a little worried. So they fact-check it. And the editor on it was a Pablo Ruggiero. Oh, 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 oh. 
It's uh, he they down to get a load of this. Here's the hilarious part. Here's their fact check about what I said right there. Claim researchers from the Wuhan Institute of Virology assembled monkeypox strange verdict. Joe inaccurate fake book said it was false. Here it is. If they go on, listen to this in the cited study, the researchers from the Wuhan Institute of Virology assembled less than a third of the whole monkeypox genome. Their research didn't produce a complete virus. Don't worry, (laughs) folks. They only put together the same Wuhan Institute of Virology, widely thought to believe behind the COVID leak, only assembled a third of the monkeypox strain. What would we do without Pablo Ruggieri? Yo, yo, yo. I mean, he has his PhD from the University of Paris. (laughs) What would we do without this guy? Pablo, thank you, buddy. Now I'm really worried. Now I'm going to stay on this story even more. I am extra concerned because I know when healthfeedback.org starts running cover for the CCP, I know there's a problem. I'm not kidding. This is not a joke. It's not me trying to be silly about it. Now I am very concerned. I wasn't. I was the one actually pointing out how it's a fear porn campaign. Now I'm thinking there may be something there. Again, the exact opposite effect. Pablo Ruggiero from the University of Paris. He has the exact opposite effect because now we cover it more with a far larger audience than Pablo Ruggiero. So thank you, Pablo. Now you've got us very concerned. Here's one more hilarious fact checker uh, fail. You can read in my newsletter today. Uh, Bongino.com slash newsletter. It was a fact checker who tried to attack more of Natalie Winter's work about the mask study that actually showed a positive, small positive correlation between mask wearing and and in cases of COVID, meaning people who wore masks, there was a correlation with more COVID, right? Now, of course, they attacked him because these uh, the people who are trying to cover up for the left they try to make it a causal thing. Well, Natalie Winter is suggesting that it's a causal relationship. That's not what she said at all, folks. They note that the study stopped short of saying that masks cause deaths, as the post suggests. That's not what Natalie Winter's post suggests at all. You just had to read the report. A positive correlation between higher mask usage and COVID-19 deaths, with the study, which the study found. No one's suggesting it's causal. Idiots. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. If you can do us a favor... Uh, can you please subscribe to the podcast? We really appreciate it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Rumble first, please. Rumble.com slash Bongino. We deeply appreciate that. We're almost at two and a half million subscribers there. And Apple and Spotify and other platforms. It helps us move up the charts. If you don't subscribe to the podcast, it's not just listens that matter. It's the subscriptions. They're free. It, uh, you know, we start to move down in the charts. So I really appreciate it. It helps other people find the show. So thank you very much. You'll see it uh, right there. So just subscribe if you can. And I'll see you on the radio show a little bit later. You just heard Dan Bongino.